position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which everyone, total meritocracy, everyone, regardless of size, amount of money, regardless of amount of developers, and prospective sales, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know. Uh, join us on Steam and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite, the deals. Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for... Members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to episode number 265 of the Best Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you on this Saturday, the 23rd of November, 2019. At 13.46 p.m. Pacific Coast Time, left coast, coast of the most, 1.48, or 1.46 p.m. For those of you, that would make it for our sequel, friends, 2019, 11.23. Jesus Christ, we are hurling towards Thanksgiving. Crack engineer Ivor Molina, the undead, over there in the booth. Oh, boy, that smell is... Amazing. He's holding up the whiskey sign, so good. Mm. We have a huge show for you this week. I mean a huge show. So let's get straight to it in our top stories. Um first of all, biggest Possibly the biggest news. It's so difficult to assign which one of these stories is the biggest news because um, there's a we got a lot of new shit happen this week. Um, first of all, uh, you may have noticed that broadcasting, Steam broadcasting, which is 
Steam's equivalent of making uh, on-demand live Twitch streams of your actual playtime available to either your friends or to anyone who wants to watch. Um, A functionality that has been denied to Linux users now for fuck, at least two years, ever since its inception, so I want to say it's got to be three years at least. Uh, Well, guess what? This week, theoretically, well, not theoretically, because I tested it, it has come to Linux. It is a little buggy, like everything else, because they're rolling out a lot of shit right now, I think because they're trying to compete with Stadia, but we'll talk about that in a moment. Many thanks go out to uh, Blaster PR for this essential intelligence. So in order to... Okay, so let's talk about broadcasting your playtime uh, on Steam. Um, I'm sorry, I have something in my eye. Hang on a second. So for those of you who are c- confused as to what I'm talking about, for if you've been in your Steam client, like on the Steam store, and you've clicked on like a new game, and you've seen people playing it live in real time, that is Steam Broadcasting. You can also set up Steam Broadcasting so that you can jump in viewing anyone in your friends list if they have allowed it. So here's how you set this up. It's super simple. Uh, results have been mixed, though, in terms of you know blah. And as of uh, the time of my last testing, which was last night or early this morning, actually, um, there is no sound for Linux uh, people who are streaming. Like, when, when you're broadcasting in the Steam client, uh, people don't get your sound, which is weird if you're on Linux. But I can confirm that does work. So here's how you set it up. If you want to stream your games, you go to set, you know, open up your Steam client, go to Steam, then to the settings menu. And then in the left of the settings window, it says broadcasting. And here you can set it up to, uh, what the fuck is going on? Shut up. And here you can set it up uh, in terms of the video dimensions, the maximum bit rate, so you can control the, the amount of um, load that it's going to put on your actual connection, which is probably useful for people like me who are also streaming um, on Twitch generally. Um, but the most important thing... Oh, and you can also set it up to record audio from all your applications, and you can also set it up to record your microphone if you wish. The most important thing, though, is the privacy setting. Right now, I have mine set to friends can watch, can request to watch my games because no one ever wants to watch my games, and I was playing some porno game or something, and I didn't want to fucking, you know, broadcast that. What I normally have it set on is anyone can watch my games, which means in the middle of your game, if someone, you know, uh, Oh, okay, so, yeah, let me, let me explain to you how to watch other people's games now that you understand those those settings are really important, and you have to enable them otherwise, because I think it's de- set to defaults to, like, no one can see uh, see your game. Which is cool, like, if you're playing, like, for instance, Bird on Wheels um, sets his to that when he's playing on mobile data. Um, so, excuse me. So, to watch someone else's game, provided that they have set up their their Steam client to allow broadcasting of everything, or you know from friends only or whatever, you right click on the player's name and then 
they have to be in game, and then you uh, go to watch the stream. If you're lucky, it'll work. If you're unlucky, it won't work. Um, but what's impressive is so Blaster PR and I went back and forth. We had problems watching each other's streams, but this was on the day that they launched it, which is like three days ago, um, for Linux. And it, se- it seems like a problem that's red- uh, reminiscent of uh, Steam's uh, Stream Let's Play Together, Steam Let's Play Together thing where you can play with your friends uh, on couch playable games without the other person having a license. Um, and we're going to talk a lot about that this week, too. We have a huge show for you. Mm. There's truly something for everyone this week. And that's good because it's our Happy Thanksgiving episode, but uh, in terms of my tests, BPR is in Puerto Rico. I'm in Las Vegas. Sinoj uh, uh, Eckel who's another one of our valuable intelligence agents who we got um, who, who found us uh, on Steam via a ProtonDB report that we posted, which is really cool. I like that ProtonDB now has, you know, the username so you can actually directly message people, you know, about, like, you know, if they ha- does this game still work? You know, and shit like that. He's in New Zealand. I don't know if he wants me to say that, but it's too late because he's in New Zealand. So BPR is in Puerto Rico. We had problems, BPR and I, syncing up with uh, watching each other's streams. But then yesterday, we played... Well, we'll talk about that. We, we did some remote play together with him on mobile data. He was playing it on his phone, which is crazy. But we'll talk about that. And it was flawless. We'll talk about that later on. Um, but Sinoj Ekel or whatever, um, I asked him to open up his... I asked him to open up his Steam setting. You have to be in Steam beta update, of course, for this shit to even ostensibly work. But I asked him to open up his uh, video broadcasting, and he was playing Assetto Corsa, the latest one, and he runs only Linux. He was on a Linux machine. And he's in New Zealand, and I was watching it like like it was native to me um, on my machine in Vegas. That's pretty cool. And if you, this is, we're going to look into this and figure out, you know, ways we can use this to promote BLGP and our Twitch stream and other shit because, like, frankly, our viewership on the Twitch stream especially is gone, like, straight into the toilet. But that's okay. It'll come back. It's, it is the season. So, okay, that, so that's our first top story. I know we have a huge show. That was 10 minutes on our first top story. But we did cover a lot of shit there. So, up next is something that Senoj Eckel absolutely last Saturday, this time last week, fucking hit me with that blew my mind. So as I mentioned, Senoj Eckel um, found me through a Proton DB report that I ran on Terminator. Um, uh, what is it called? Resistance. Terminator Resistance. And he hit me with this crazy question. He said, Hey man, I found you, you know, I, I added him to my friends or whatever, and so we could chat and he hit me with this crazy question. He said, I saw your Terminator Resistance review. Have you tried because the thing about Terminator Resistance is that it doesn't have any of the cutscenes. Same problem as with Echo. It's Media, La- Media Foundation 
thing, but it's beyond that because, you know, blah. But anyway, he, he sent me this crazy message at like fucking four o'clock in the morning. Said, have you tried it with Proton 4.19 GE? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, Proton 4.19 GE? That's not a real Proton. Proton as a major minor and a antecedent version number. It's, it's a version number. It's always a three number, but generally it's a two number. It's, you know, four dot, you know, 11 or whatever. It's not 4.19 GE. What the fuck is that? He hit me back with a link and to a GitHub page for this and that will be included in this week's uh, show blurb it goes to a uh, a GitHub for glorious egg roll Proton GE custom release custom Proton GE custom and I was like oh fuck you know this is the last fucking thing I want but I was going to do it as a favor to you know just another Linux user so I looked it up and I was expecting it to be really complicated because I asked him is this like having to install um uh custom Proton into a specific uh game specific prefix for wine steam pseudo wine pseudo Proton and he said yeah it's a lot like that but just trust me go and look at the instructions Because I've done that before, and it is a pain in the fucking ass, and I never ever want to have to do that again. This is not that. It does require like, one install. You have to follow the instructions there. It took me five minutes to install it. You download the tarball. You create a directory in your Steam prefixes directory, and it tells you the exact path, and the exact name that you have to create you know, blah. Then you extract it, extract the tarball into that folder, restart Steam, and then you, after that, if you're having problems with any game, before you freak out or whatever, you should try right-clicking on the on the, on the games listing in your Steam client, going to the properties, and then in the properties, it there's a little box at the bottom of the first page force the use of a specific steam play compatibility tool check that box and then select from the drop down proton 4.1 GE now what proton 4.1 GE is it builds itself as a compatibility tool for what the fuck It builds itself as a, a compatibility tool for Steam Play based on Wine and additional components. That is the modest way of describing it. It has basically every fix, every single thing for Wine and Proton. It's almost like a flat pack, almost like a Docker image, almost. That's how it basically works. Um, and it has everything. This is my, so here's from the readme. This is my build of Proton with the most recent release of Vanilla Wine has FFMPEG enabled for Fodio by default and all of Proton's patches poured over to be applied to Wine as well as Wine staging and VKD3D. Um, it has all the patches. 
all of them. So this is a fantastic nuclear option if you can't get a certain game to work. It's a great last chance Hail Mary. You don't want to run it on all of your fucking games. Uh, and you don't need to. Because if your game runs fine without it, then, you know, fine. Just don't go into the properties and don't specify that it should run with this. But that is a huge... Anything that makes one more game, even... It's this easy to install. I mean, you do need to know how to use the command line, but I mean, I figure you, you're you listening to this show, so you probably know how to use the fucking command line. Um, it was the f- easiest five-minute install of my life, and it has everything in it. So it's a great last-ditch attempt, which brings us to a game... I guess it was four or five episodes ago I was screaming, fuck you, Tim Schafer, fuck you, Double Fine, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, because you're never gonna make Headlander run. A game that I had given up to the demons that had possessed it. Long ago. Like, months ago! Because I tried everything. And it was so infuriating. Most infuriating thing about Headlander was at the first fucking level, the preamble, the introduction sequence, the entire first level of gameplay runs flawlessly on Linux via Proton, but then the game crashes, hard crashes, for everyone every time, a second uh, the uh, cinema sequence between you leaving the first ship and landing on the space station ends, the end of the uh, exposition, the end of the tutorial the end of the first chapter of the game meaning that for everyone, that's it it just crashes, no fix no way to fix it, nothing to do nothing to see here which is infuriating because the game fucking runs! Well, guess what? Headlander now runs with Proton 4.19 GE. If you set that, as, if you force that compatibility tool to be used inside your Steam, it's so easy to do. You can play Headlander now. And Headlander is as good or better than I thought it was. I'm like seven hours into it. Um, I love it. And that is all courtesy of Sinaj Ekel. And I've posted in the Discord um, the instructions for how to, uh, where to get uh, Proton 4.19GE and how to install it. And those are just copy and pasted f- directly from the GitHub site. But if, you know, if you have a game that, like, is seriously bugged, it won't fix De Novo, it won't fix, um, it won't fix, uh, Origin for, um, the new Star Wars game, it won't fix a lot of things. It won't fix um, Epic's co- it won't fix Easy Annie cheat, copy protection problems, but it, it will fix it, it, it fixed Headlander, which is all that really matters to me. So, up next, our Google Stadia. So, I got um, an email on the I think it was the 16th or the 17th from Google and I assumed that it was like them saying we've shipped your Stadia because it was supposed to be here on the 19th, which was four days ago. And then it was supposed to be here either yesterday or today, which is one of the reasons why we are not uh, coming out on a Friday. We're coming out on a Saturday. I was waiting for my Stadia to arrive. Uh, Here's what happened. So on the 17th, I didn't read that email because I thought, okay, fine, they've shipped my Stadia. I just saw Google Stadia in the subject or something like that, and I just, okay, great, I'm not going to read that. So, two days later, I was looking for something else, and I saw that email again, and I happened to click on it accidentally, and I saw that it wasn't a notice of shipment. It was that they had placed my shipment on hold 
because I'm a genius. Yeah, right. Two weeks ago, I cleaned out my PayPal wallet. Like, I literally, like, deleted all my old expired cards, which were just lingering there, because there was, like, 18 of them. And evidently, I was really stoned when I did this, because somehow in the process, I deleted all of my actual payment cards. <laughs> so, Google was like, we want to ship this to you, but, brah, but you have no fucking money. <laughs> and so, they put it on hold, and so I fixed it uh, that day. So this is like two days ago, three days ago. <laughs> and uh, they said that it would be here on Friday or Saturday. But the removal of the hold was a process. So they couldn't guarantee those days, something like that. So I don't have my Stadia yet, but it, it theoretically it's out. I haven't read any coverage of it yet because I want to maintain my objectivity for when mine actually arrives but we are very excited about Stadia especially considering that it runs on Linux um, more whiskey so now we're going to do a composite for our feature this week, it's our yearly, what I'm thankful for, what we're thankful for here. Ivor's thankful for being fired and finally released so that he can die! I am thankful for many things that we will address in short order. But we're going to um, fold in fold into the what I'm thankful, what we're thankful for. Can you believe it's already fucking Thanksgiving? Um, I'm going to fold the rest of the episode into under the umbrella of what I'm thankful for. Uh, we have a great deal section for you this week. And we have a new new uh, show block that we're going to debut, but we don't have a bumper for it yet. But it's called the VR Corner. Um, and yeah, but most of all, because we don't have a... Well, I, I've already based them with it. Based them with the features. Let's get straight to the features. What, then we'll get to the deals at the end of the show, just like normal. And you want to stick around because there are some great deals this week. Uh, Alright, hit them with it. Let the holiday sappiness officially begin. Oh my god. It's Bolivians. Bolivians! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. So, it's our annual What I Am Thankful For feature. Um, this year, as as every year, first and foremost, I'm thankful for you, all of our listeners, all of our fans, all the great people I've gotten to meet and talk to and chat with and kill and be killed by and uh, otherwise talk serious hardcore gaming and or otherwise seriously talk hardcore Linux or both um, you know through this podcast uh, it's all about all about the listeners I try to keep it as much about you guys as possible um, and I'm super thankful for everyone who listens to this show um not just because, like, of a listener, but because, like I said, it I've gotten to meet so many cool people uh, through the Best Links Games podcast. But, apart from my own personal um, audience love, love, friend love beams that I'm blasting at you this Thanksgiving, 
I am thankful for a bunch of other things. Number one, the first one that springs to my mind uh, is I'm very, 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 very thankful for the Valve Index, and I'm super thankful that I got to buy one. Um, the Knuckles controllers are just... Even in games that don't necessarily work with them, even there, they are a totally different animal from any other controller interface that I found for virtual reality. I'm also glad for the Vive, for the Valve Index, um, not Vive Index, the Valve Index, because it's really, to me, it's brought virtual reality in a solid, dependable way to me. Now, we'll talk more about that in the VR corner after we're going to do about 10 minutes of this. Because <coughs> we do have a VR corner and then uh... oh shit. And uh, Okay, well, anyway. All of this is getting wrapped up inside of what I'm thankful for. So okay, so I'm thankful for the Val Val Valve Index. Um, although I do like the old Oculus's headset a little better. It's more comfortable. Um, it's nowhere near as uh, good in terms of like what I had as, in terms of resolution. The screen door effect is almost completely gone in the Valve Index. And that, combined with the Knuckles controllers and a host of games, some of which we have some bad news about, uh, make it head and shoulders my pick for the ultimate uh, VR set. That in the room setup was pretty easy. And the base stations come with little um, plastic uh, gimbals that you can just put them onto things. And those gimbals can also be screwed into walls or onto you know, they can be permanently affixed if you want. Um, and they are not as cheap as they look. Like, I mean, they, they actually work. They're, they're, it's, it's just a great package. Um, and it's head and shoulders above anything else that I've ever had for Linux in terms of VR. And for that matter, in terms of anything for VR, this is my third VR headset. So I, I'm really thankful for for that. I'm also thankful for last week, and this is going to be a running topic uh, this week, um, Steam's remote play fe feature and functionality. Uh, Blaster PR and I, what this lets you do is it lets you play any game that you have that is couch play, so local multiplayer only, um, or look, it has to have local multiplayer uh, built into it. Um, if you have a game that has local, local multiplayer only, formerly, prior to Steam Remote Play, that would mean that I, or you, or whoever, would not be able to uh, play the game without having a physical friend come over to your fucking house. Well, now with Steam Remote Play... Not only do you not need anyone to ever come over to your house again, but even better, they don't need a copy of the game. So you can demo games and share games with other people just by inviting them into your play session. And yes, there there are some performance issues still with Steam Remote Play. It depends on the time of day in particular, I've found. Same thing with Steam Broadcasting. Um, it seems to be like 5 o'clock out here, 4.30 to 5 o'clock out here in Vegas is not the time to try to play some uh, Steam Remote Play. But the coolest thing about Steam Remote Play is right now they're having a huge sale. 
and we'll cover um, four of our picks from that sale, all of which are under $5. We have three of them. Three of them. Three picks from that sale uh, in the deal section later on. These are uh, some of the best co-op versus and uh, pure co-op, as well as uh, one um, roguelike cave, dungeon, adventure, explorer, action-based game for multiple people. Um, These games, I would never have been able to play or experience or learn how fucking cool they are, or in the case of one, understood why the whole fucking world loves this game because I could never fucking play it because no friends ever want to come over here because everyone's dead, dead, dead oh my god, what a Thanksgiving so, moving on I'm also thankful for um But yeah, so even as fucked up and with no sound as uh, Steam Broadcasting is, it's a feature that I've waited for for forever, um, you know, to come to Linux. And just the fact that they're making an effort is something I'm very much thankful for. Um, I'm also thankful for... I'm looking at our list here in the show rundown. I am thankful for... Every year, this time of year, for almost 20 years now, I associate the week before um, Thanksgiving, and especially Thanksgiving week, with uh, Joe, Jokemon Kendall and I going out and getting the latest and greatest snowboarding game that's out there. Over the years, the release pattern for these games is shifted and they're not anywhere near as popular so there's not as many snowboarding games ever coming out anymore but this year I'm particularly thankful for the punishment that is Session which is the most realistic skateboarding game I've ever played in my entire life I've got about 8 hours logged in it and I am barely competent at being anything other than embarrassing although I will say that when I uh, when I pull something off, I really pull something off. Like uh, found this set of stairs with a rail, and then there's like thirty yards to the bottom of this set of stairs with the rail um, to the next rail. It's like a street thirty or thirty meters. I mean, and so I triple fucking okay. So I, I'm. I set up, I post up my session point at there. I get really good at triple heel flipping into the rail. And this took an hour and a half. And then I got pretty decent at actually exiting the rail with a kick flip or a heel flip. An easy, just a single flip. Then landing into a manual, into a nose manual. And then being able to steer my little skateboard all the way to the little short rail and then getting onto the short rail, tricking into it, tricking off of it. Unfortunately, which I landed, but unfortunately I landed it too fast and I careened headfirst into a fucking parked car, rear end of a parked car. But that took, you know, two hours to learn how to do. And, uh... It's still in early access and the bugs aren't fully worked out, but it does bring back some of the memories of this time of year for me. Some of my favorite memories of this time of year for me. Uh, you know, Joe, Jokey, Monk, Kendall, and I playing the latest, greatest snowboarding game. Um, 
Or, and then eventually, I think Tony Hawk 3 came out, and that was kind of the end of the snowboarding games. Mm. I could be conflating two different eras there, but whatever. Doesn't matter. The point is, it's session runs great on Linux, and for this I am thankful for as well. Another game that I'm very thankful for is Nova Drift. Jeffrey Nielsen's Nova Drift, which is still in early access, but which I've logged over 320 hours in at this point. They just pushed out a major new update um, that activated uh, Mayhem, the Mayhem mode that they've been promising, and I crushed my own high score of four months three or four months um, just a few nights ago uh, and I got to level 200 finally so at least this 4 and I he's still way better at the game than I am but uh, at least we are somewhat more in parity now um, the game is better than ever it is a much better game than it was when I first started playing it 6 months ago uh, and it's one of my favorite games it's, uh, if they come out with it before the end of the year it's one of my major uh, picks for Game of the Year. Speaking of picks of Game of the Year, last week's major feature on uh, Sex and Gun, that is, if you've not seen the videos for that, go back and look at episode 264, look in the show blurbs. There, it, there are instructions for the videos in which order you need to watch them on the Steam Store page in order for you to understand what a heartbreaking work of, what, 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 is, what, is, what a towering work uh, what, what, what a what a staggering work of heartbreaking genius it is. Heartbreaking work of staggering genius. Absolutely. Um, just watching the videos, well, Je- Jeff Jeffy Wise, friend of the show, Jeff Jeffy Wise, texted me uh, yesterday, immediately after watching the videos in the order that I prescribed. It's one... It's one, four, three, two, I think, is the order of... I can't broadcast them to you. Uh, but he texted me and he's like, I just watched those videos from Section Gun. I'm like, yeah, and? He's like, I don't know what I just fucking saw! It will erase your brain. Um, but that's a VR game. Another game that I'm very grateful for, which I beat this year, finally, after two years of playing it, is Dead Cells. If you like the side-scrolling platformer uh, genre a la Castlevania Symphony of the Night, but always thought that it would be better if it were meshed, mashed up with um, all of the procedural generation, uh, procedurally generated geography. Try saying that five times fast after six shots of Black Velvet. Of uh, roguelike or roguelite then Dead Cells is the game for you. And remember, when you play it, remember to sing, I am dungeon scum, that is all I really am. Yeah, I am dungeon scum, that is all I really am. Yeah, and you keep repeating that, and as long as you keep repeating that, and as long as your viewers keep repeating that, you stay alive. But yeah, I finally beat Dead Cells this year, out of its first year out of early access. I'm very grateful that, that game fucking exists. It is a masterwork. I mean, I was kidding about Sex and Gun. That, that game is just a wholesale travesty. Like, a wholesale travesty designed to destroy your brain. Um, I gotta interview that guy. That's in the works, by the way, for the new year. Interviewing the guy behind Sex and Gun. But Dead Cells... 
You know, I know it looks like it's old, but it is totally worth every penny you pay for it. Full price, every price, every day price. Any day of the week, any year, any epoch. That game is fantastic. Um, so let's see. What, what, all right, we got, we covered Session, Steam Remote Play, Nova Drift, Steam Broadcasting, Dead Cells, all of our friends, all of our listeners. Um, I'm also thankful for Proton in terms of the way that they structured the project as being a compatibility layer between uh, what they just call Steam and the uh, end user's operating system, which they just call the end user's operating system. But really, it's between Steam and Linux. Um, I'm very thankful for the way they structured it such that other people can fork off of Steam and make, you know, Proton, or fork off of Proton and make Proton 4.19 GE and other stuff like that. Another game that I'm very thankful for that crosses off this I just discovered um, about 20 minutes ago that it works uh, is Fight Angel. Fight Angel brings Dead or Alive to the magic, the tits, the action, puts it into a Street Fighter demi-porno world, and I will be playing that with Steam Remote Play with someone later on tonight. Um, I, I, I played through the first seven rounds of the story match, of the story mode, and yeah, there's some jiggling in there. Uh, it crosses off one of the you know, the Dead or Alive franchise from, like, our massive list of the games needed for Linux to become a first-class, you know, gaming platform. So that's that's really cool. And then um, we're going to get to a bunch of games in our VR corner, and then we're going to get to the deals. And stick around. Those will be at the very end. We'll do them sans music. But now, so that's that's basically, you know, and there's so much more. Like, it's crazy. Like, you know, a lot of it will be covered in the VR corner aspect of the show, but so many improvements and quality of life things have, have occurred this year for us as Linux gamers that it's just ridiculous. Um, I mean, Proton itself. I'm so thankful for Proton. Um, it's amazing. And then all the other shit that Steam's rolled out, uh, that Valve has rolled out. I am not thankful for the forthcoming uh, prequel to Half-Life 2, known as Alex, where you play the part of the chick who invented the robot dog and the anti-gravity gun why am I not thankful for that because if you remember Half-Life 2 it was a nasty travesty of a game and anyone who likes it uh, is a bad person and they need to die um, because they forgot to finish that game and they kept me waiting for 10 years for a sequel and they forgot to finish the fucking game but anyway I'm also grateful for all of the first class uh, fighting games. All the first class titles that have been made available this year through Proton and Steam, like um, Soul Calibur 6, Tekken 7, um, uh, Beat Hazard 2, uh, uh, what's the other one I'm trying to think of? Fuck, Mortal Kombat 10, Mortal Kombat XL, etc., etc., etc. I mean, it's just. It is an embarrassment. Of, it has been an embarrassment of riches. Combine Steam Remote Play together with all this shit. I mean, holy fuck. Like, it is endless gaming 24-7 all up in your grill. I'm also very thankful for RKSer or whoever the fuck it was. Who was the guy who keeps changing his name um, but who took me to play VR chat? Oh, that's a good time to 
jump out of this and what's that Ivor? Oh, you, you do have a bumper. Ivor has a bumper for us. Play it, Ivor! Prepare your soul for the most immersive experiences to ever assault your brain, exploding it with realistic symphonies of screams and nightmares. We are Wow, that was an impressive little bumper you put together there, Ivor. No, you're still fired, but I like I must admit I am impressed. Um Yeah, you took that from my old demo music, didn't you? Yeah. Anyway. Mm. So this is normally on normal weeks. This will be where I talk about the VR aspect of everything that's going on. Because I now play as many VR games basically if not per week per week, then at least month per month as I do uh, normal, quote-unquote, normal games, normal two-dimensional games. But uh, this year, we're going to just roll this into our feature of what I'm thankful for. Um, first topic, major topic on this list, is I am thankful for back in the day when Pavlov VR fucking worked in virtual reality. My favorite virtual reality game is Pavlov VR. Pavlov VR... I didn't play for three weeks, so almost a month. I came back to it early last week, middle of last week, and I saw that they had rolled out... This is the most unbelievably realistic uh, Counter-Strike-like gun game out there in terms of VR. Um, It has multiplayer built into it. It has bots built into it. Last week, I found out that they launched what everyone really wanted. Zombies. A zombie mode. Zombie defense mode. Just like in uh, whatever the fuck shooter that was that had the World War II Nazis in it. Zombie Nazis. But now it's just zombie terrorists or whatever. Um, And so I got really excited because that is like better than the shooting range, which I love. I love the shooting range. And they launched a kill house. Um, and they launched uh, a whole bunch of other shit and now the game doesn't work for me and for some other people. I've been tearing my hair out trying to get it to work. It just does not work anymore. Another game that I'm really thankful for I mean it starts but it doesn't work. It starts and then it crashes. It takes me right into VR and then it crashes and that is driving me nuts. Another game that I mentioned last week this is not a game that I'm thankful for that's broken. I'm thankful that it works at all, but it doesn't work, so it's broken. But I'm thankful that it exists, and that if we hold out hope for long enough, we're Linux users, damn it, we can survive this. Um, that Galactic Rangers, which is like the spiritual sequel to Space Pirate Trainer, which is also on this list, I am very thankful for Space Pirate Trainer, which is, in the absence of Pavlov VR, and the absence of Galactic Rangers VR, Space Pirate Trainer VR has really picked up the slack for me. You start, you're, it's just you standing on a platform facing infinite space. It's a platform, it's like a space platform. It's like, you know, there's your spaceship behind you and there's all this crap around you and shit and you select arcade mode and then all of a sudden you're playing what is basically the functional equivalent of virtual reality Galaga. You can't move from where you're standing, so you're stuck there. You're stuck in place. Ha 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 ha! We don't deserve half the things we get in this life. Ha 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 ha! You're stuck here. Um, you tried to kill me with a forklift. Um, 
So you're stuck there. It's very similar to Super Hot VR, but unlike Super Hot VR, the actual geography around you doesn't change. You are just in these endless waves of fighting these drones with a Kimbo multifunctional laser pistols that have, um, you know, independent left and right. Oh, and also, if you just reach behind you with whichever hand you prefer um, and grip the Knuckles controller, it pulls out your shield. If you switch weapons on that hand, your shield becomes a uh, tractor beam that attaches to drones, and then you can grab them, pull them in, and then break them by slamming them on the ground. Meanwhile, in your right hand, you know, if, if, if both hands have guns, then if, if both hands have your laser blasters, um, then you can have the same gun in each hand, but each laser blaster has like eight different firing modes, and they're the same on the right and the left, which is great because if I want to have a shotgun in my left hand and a uh, beam weapon in my right, or if I want to have a sniper um, pistol, like a target pistol in my right hand, or in my left hand, and a um, a grenade launcher in my right, you can do that. The default mode is probably my favorite, which is just a rapid fire machine submachine gun style blaster laser that, uh, as the charge depletes, uh, begins to fire slower and slower until it reaches maximum slowness, which is still really fast. The sound effects and the gameplay in that game are fantastic. I try to play at least an hour of it, at least half an hour of it every day. Um, because it forces you to dodge and juke and weave and, you know, dodge all of these lasers. It goes into slow motion whenever lasers are going to hit you. It is like the full expression of so much that Frank and I used to think about. We we were working on this hypothetical game after we played Emergency 911-2. Or no, we played the Samurai Sword game and then we dreamt of a game like Emergency 911-2. Um, but we were going to have a... We were going to make a game using the same laser technology that allowed um, Emergency 911-2 to read your actual physical movements um... We we're going to make a game that had two actual physical screens. It was an arcade machine and it was going to be called Akimbo and you had two pistols. Well, guess what? It's real now. It's like in virtual reality and it is awesome. And I'm also thankful for it before we get out of our VR corner and then get straight to our deals, all of which I am also thankful for. I'm also thankful for Thief Simulator VR, which runs great on Linux and is one of the most immersive, realistic, non-pain-in-the-ass virtual reality games that actually feels real. Like, it tries to feel real, it does feel pretty real, and it is super fun to play. Um, one of my favorite aspects of Thief Simulator VR is just learning how to park your fucking car and how to drive Getaway. Um, on top of that, I also like the crouching in that game. I Well, I don't like it because it, it's rough on my knees. So I play with a chair behind me. So if I have to crouch for a long period of time, I just fucking sit my ass down. Um, but I, I like everything about that game. It's very cool. There's not everything. I don't like everything about it. There's some aspects of it that come off as hokey and cheesy. Like the fact that you can you can't break certain windows and other shit that's, you know, just like, ah, whatever, fine. It's a conceit of gameplay. Um, and that your bag 
built, you know, can hold infinite amounts of useless garbage that you can fence. But once you get into that game, it is amazing. Like, I can fence five toasters. But if you need to steal a TV, you're going to have to use both hands and plan your exfiltration route carefully and dodge the dodge the neighbors, dodge the household owners. It's exciting stuff. Uh, it's very cool. I haven't gotten into anything serious in that game yet, but I'm very thankful that as we face the coming weeks ahead, I've got fucking... I've got uh, Thief Simulator VR. I've got... Uh, Vox Machina VR. I've got Moa Stray, which is not VR, but I've got uh, um, Sex and Gun VR. I did try Arizona Sunshine this week. I did not like it at all. I thought it was kind of stupid, but I will give it some more time. Um, Etc. 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 Like, there's so many good fucking virtual reality games. I mean, Gorn even works now with Proton. Although Gorn is not the game that it used to be. But uh, VR, you know, Space Pirate Trainer, all of this stuff, it's just coming together. So now for our deals, there we go. That's you know, I'm also thankful for the deals, but I'm just gonna try to spit them out as fast as possible. Um, oh, we didn't talk about Twin Cop. Twin Cop is the other game. Oh yeah, so two games that we played this week via Steam Room will play together were Towerfall Ascension, which is on our deals list. Don't worry, we'll get there in a second. But even better was Twin Cop. Twin Cop places you I played it with Jeff Duffy Wise places you as the left or right side of your partner. So you have a Kimbo Guns but you both have to move in the same direction at the same time. The game is hilarious and insane. I mean, it is a crazy game. It's a top-down shooter unlike anything you've ever played, and that game would never get mentioned on this show if it weren't for Steam Remote Play Together. So that's awesome. And now, so let's get to the deals. Um, right now, there's still the uh, After Effects of the Steam Remote Steam remote play together, get introduced to remote play together um, deal list. And actually, no, let me see if Cuphead is actually on that list, because I didn't actually look. I know that they're using Cuphead as the um, yeah, it's only 25% off, so it doesn't make our our deals list. But here here's a list of deals that we've got for uh, Steam Remote Play Together sale the first one of these is not going to be Towerfall Ascension. It's going to be a game called Cave Blazers. C-A-V-E-B-L-A-Z-E-R-S. Which is a local online multiplayer couch play mashup of like basically Indiana Jones, the old Nintendo Entertainment System game Spelunker, and uh, Risk of Rain all wrapped up in a multiplayer roguelite roguelike um, with fantastic pixel graphics etc this game goes off sale tomorrow right now Cave Blazers is 75% off at $2.50 that is a fantastic deal all of these deals are fantastic deals actually 
Speaking of Twin Cop, Twin Cop is also on our deals list. It is 75% off now through November 25th at $3.74. And then finally, Towerfall Ascension, which I played with Blaster PR while he was on his phone yesterday. He was playing a game with me on his phone, evidently. Um, Towerfall Ascension, a game that I have just stared at marveling, like, why is everyone playing this fucking game? You know, it's only local, only multiplayer. That sucks. And it's a versus game. So, like, you need another player. There's a co-op aspect to it, too, that I haven't experimented with. It's more fun in versus from what I've seen. It's just amazing fun in versus. Now I understand. If you don't understand, then you need to buy Towerfall Ascension. It's 75% off at $3.74 as well. Um, and then if you want someone to play with you on these, find me on Steam. My name is Skooky Sprite, S-K-O-O-K-I-E-S-P-R-I-T-E. Find me on Steam, friend me on Steam, and we'll play some fucking Twin Cop or some fucking Towerfall Ascension or some Cave Blazers or some Quest Hunter or some Unexplored or some Fight Angel or, you know, there are tons of games that are in this, uh, welcome to Steam Remote Play Sale. And I think it's the best thing that they could have done, because it will all of these games would just be fucking gathering dust, you know, as you know, people who are not going to play them because they don't have friends, and who are, you know, like, friends who live in the same town as they do. Like, you know, I'm fucking old as fuck. Everyone's moved away from Vegas. Um... And even the friends that I have who are in Vegas, we want to, you know, like, I don't necessarily want people to come over when I want to play a game. I want to play a game, you know, with them. And now they don't even have to own the game. But, so yeah, if you want to play any of these games, just hit me up on Steam. Find me on Steam. Friend me on Steam. And just say, hey, you know, after I accept. And I will accept. I accept everything until you fucking offer me a knife deal and counter in CSGO. Um, You don't even need to own the game. We can jump in and we can start playing it. And I'm available f- most times of day for at least a 10 minute long game session, you know, blah. Um, but on top of that, you should also really buy these games because uh, all of them are under five bucks. And if not for yourself, buy them and gift them to people. Tis the season, it's coming up. And so there you go. That's a big, weird episode of Best Things Games podcast, episode number 200. 65 our happy thanksgiving episode next time i see you friday at the earliest we'll all be bloated turkey stuffed and thrilled out here in america i hope that you are somewhat similarly uh uh, disposed wherever you may be and uh finally just one last thought uh thanks everybody for listening i mean i really mean it it's really cool that I've gotten to meet so many cool people and talk to so many cool people with so many different divergent ideas it's Linux, you know everything's a fucking holy war and it's great, I, I, I love I love, uh, I love it, it's, it's, it's great five years now, so yeah, I will catch you after Turkey Day, have a happy safe Thanksgiving weekend and week and I'll catch you next week oh, we got a big show for you next week Oh my god, it's already huge. Later days. Oh wait, what's that, Ivor? Oh, you expect me to... Wait, say that into the microphone, Ivor. You you want me to do what for Thanksgiving? <laughs>
Now you listen. Now you listen. For you're going to be a meek little housewife with horn-rimmed spectacles. And you're going to stay away from men and juke joints and booze and pinball machines. And you're going to wear a skirt and low-heeled shoes. And you're going to wear a girdle. And especially a girdle. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna cry four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go. Yaddy yaddy yo. Four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. We bought one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop 2. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop 3. Yada, yada, e. Four or five times. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous. Fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. Hello, great justice.